Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. What the heck is an annuity? And more importantly, is an annuity right for you? Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Annuities. Some people love them, and apparently some people hate them. Yet regardless of how me, uh, you, people on the internet, some grumpy old guy on TV who tells you how much he hates annuities, regardless of how we feel about annuities and our opinions of them, the fact of the matter remains, annuities are the only financial tool that can provide, listen closely, a guaranteed income you can never outlive. Well, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement, folks, and uh, I am your host for the next 28 minutes or so, Tony Walker. We are going to take a deep, deep dive into annuities. And this show, which is dedicated to helping savers and my company, Tony Walker Financial, since we work with savers, uh, our goal is to make sure that all savers have a very good working knowledge and understanding of annuities. Now, in my 34 years of working and meeting with thousands of savers, I've found that their greatest fear, here's the point of why we like annuities so much, their greatest fear is putting all their money at risk in the stock market and then waiting for some magical age to retire. Then they retire, and they have this fear, this nagging sensation throughout retirement that, hey, one day with all this risk, I could run out of money. And this is why savers love annuities so much. Annuities guarantee that this won't happen. Now, today, as we record this show, show with America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orander, and his sidekick, Matt Stebbins, it's December 18th, 2018. Now, I know, Matt, Aaron, uh, you all have been busy up here producing the show and preparing for the show. Have you even kept up with the stock market in the last few days? Do you even care? Now, Aaron says he hasn't. Matt is kind of indifferent. But anyway, here's the point, folks. You probably are aware. If you've got a 401k IRA, a brokerage account, possibly you've got some money in the market, we know that over the last several weeks, this thing has been on a free fall. Um, it, the stock market is what it is. It will generally go up, but when it goes down, usually it goes down really hard. Just think of a roller coaster. You know, you got that build up slowly, 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 and boom, there it goes. And that's what's happening right now. Now, Let's clarify things. Remember, this show is dedicated to savers. Um, you know, I came up with this concept of the three personalities of money, wrote a book about it. You can check it out on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's called the3personalitiesofmoney.com. So what I've tried to share with people is when we are working with savers, there's savers who like certain financial products, but then there's also investors or speculators. Now, investors or speculators with this market all over the place uh, depending on how they're approaching the market, may love it, believe it or not. Seriously, there are ways 
that uh, astute investors and speculators can make a ton of money if they know the market's going down. Now, that's not my bailiwick. Uh, I don't get into that world, but a saver is not going to take those kind of risks. So assuming you've got a 401k, IRA, etc., cetera, uh, if you're getting ready to go downhill like this, you're not anxious about the market. You're losing your cookies over it. So we have to understand that this show is dedicated to savers and annuities, the type of annuities we'll be talking about. There's four types. Three of those types will guarantee that you don't run out of money. The one type we're going to talk about today actually does not. And the annuity we're going to address in a little while really is an annuity I would not recommend for savers. So what I'm going to do, when we come back into the second segment of our show, we're going to take this deeper dive. First thing we're going to do is start defining what is an annuity. Again, we're going to ask the question, what the heck is an annuity? Talk a little bit about the four types of annuities, and then talk about the annuity I first sold when I got in this business back in the mid-80s, and why now, for savers, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I'll be right back. Are you retired or retiring soon? Can you afford for your money to take a hit with the stock market being so volatile these days? Nobody can time the market, but having a retirement game plan with Tony Walker Financial gives you peace of mind and sleep insurance. Learn how to prevent losses in your retirement accounts and plan your retirement around an income you can never outlive. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com today to schedule a personal meeting with Tony to secure your hard-earned money. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. The topic of this show and actually the next four weeks, that's how much time we're going to spend on this topic. Folks, it's too important. We're going to find out these annuity sales are booming more and more people, especially the fixed uh, X annuity variety and the fixed annuity variety, are buying these annuities. Uh, in fact, if you're over the age of 50, you're probably getting bombarded with all these dinner seminar invitations. Well, 99.9% of those folks, if you go get a free dinner, that's great, but you're going to be hearing about annuities and somebody's going to be pitching the idea of annuities. So you might as well learn what these things are because you're going to be hearing more and more about them. So what, let's start off this way. Let's just define what an annuity is. Let's make sure we understand this concept of an annuity before we just go tearing into the different types. So first of all, let me just read the definition that I came up with years ago, and this is what I use to describe an annuity. Annuities are, first of all, contracts. They are not technically investments, although we do invest in annuities, but they are contracts. Now, personally, I like contracts. Uh, you know, if you have a, if you get ready to close on a real estate deal, there is a contract that's issued, the contracts between the buyer and the seller, and it spells out all the conditions. Um, a contract with an insurance company is what's called a unilateral contract, meaning the insurance company has to come up with the terms and then you just agree to it. You can't call the insurance company and say, hey, uh, over there in paragraph 6A, if you don't mind, can you change that up, Hoss? They're going to say, no, this is a unilateral. We'll back the contract, but we can't change it. It is what it is. Uh, that's why when you hear people say, man, these things are confusing, and Wall Street will tell you, don't invest in those things. They're complicated. Well, what I would tell the people on Wall Street is, if you don't understand something, quit talking about it. I mean, 
the Bible's a complicated tool to understand, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't read it. So just because something's complicated, uh, we're pretty good at these contracts. We've written over 2,500 of them over the past 34 years. We know contracts and annuities very well. So you do have to remember they are contracts. Now, who backs these contracts? Who in the world, if you go purchase an annuity, are you getting one from? Uh, if you go out and just Google annuities, for instance, you'll scroll around and see some of the big boys that offer uh, 401ks. They're selling annuities now. Uh, so we don't use names on this show, but uh, you know, you might uh, say, well, uh, Fidelity, Tony, I've noticed Fidelity has annuities on their website. I thought Fidelity uh, mainly worked in stocks and bonds and mutual funds. They, they do, and they can sell annuities, but if you look closely, those big companies still have to have an insurance company that's actually issuing and backing the annuity. So Fidelity or the big brokerage firms, they're really not the ones backing it. They've either created an insurance company or they're teaming up with another insurance company. So annuities are contracts. They're issued by insurance companies. Now, what are the terms of this contract? If you enter into this contract, what are you called? And this is kind of a strange name, but basically once you sign up for an annuity, you're called the annuitant. And this is really important. By the way, I see so many crazy things out there. A lot of you are running scared over nursing homes. I had a lady come in the other day and she said, Tony, Years ago, my father wanted to put, he was trying to protect us from nursing homes and going into nursing homes and how to qualify for Medicaid. And I get it. I'm, I'm not an attorney. I'm not going to act like I know about that stuff. But I tell you what, folks, a lot of you are running scared and you are putting things in these trusts that you have no clue what you're doing. Let's just admit it. And you are not only creating an expense, but if you're not careful, you're creating a problem. Let me explain the situation. So the person came in, her, husband, uh, her father owned an annuity. He was trying to protect it for his kids. That's great. So he transfers the annuity into an irrevocable trust. She is also the trustee, his daughter. Keep in mind, she doesn't know anything about money. He says, I guess he said, hey, honey, over, you know, a sandwich or something one day, he flippantly says, you want to be the trustee? And she's like, probably, yeah, whatever, whatever that's involved. Uh, by the way, folks, you make somebody a trustee, that is a huge responsibility. That's right up there with the executor. That's right up there with asking somebody wants to go through a lobotomy. Basically, you got to be careful. This can be complicated. So anyway, her husband, who's the grantor of the trust, dies. So she says, Tony, I want you to, I know you know a lot about annuities. Uh, heard you kidding around saying they call you the annuity king. I got these annuities as the trustee. I'm the annuitant. My father just died. Uh, I don't know what to do with this thing. Here's the trust. Can you tell me what's going to go on here? Uh, and I said, where'd you buy this annuity from? She said, well, some insurance agent sold it, and he recommended we get with an attorney and put it in trust. Now, folks, a lot of times with annuities, I'm just telling you, there's a lot of assets that are okay to put in trust. I'm not a big fan of putting annuities into a trust. You better have a really good reason for so doing. And let me explain why. So this annuity was purchased a couple of years ago. It's got a pretty big surrender charge. Now, most annuities, when you die that surrender charge goes away, all right? That's a great benefit of annuities. So let's say I purchase a $200,000 annuity. If I bag out on that thing and decide to cancel it next year, I mean, I could have a ten dollars to $20,000 surrender charge. But if I were to die after the first year with the majority of annuities, my beneficiaries would get the full $100,000, $200,000 with no penalty. Is this making sense, Aaron? I think Aaron's thinking about his grandfather clock still. Aaron just said before the show came on, you don't mind me sharing all this personal confidential information. He said, guess what, Tony? I just inherited an annuity. So you've got to listen to this real closely, Aaron. So anyway, so she says, can I just liquidate the annuity? I'm the trustee. And I said, let me see that trust document. Well, the trust document said that the trust must terminate at the grantor's death. 
And she said, well, I'm assuming I'll get this annuity and won't have to pay penalties because, quote, my father, who was the original owner, died. And something just didn't feel right about this. I said, well, I know that's how this annuity works, that at the death of the owner, you're supposed to not have to pay a penalty. But let me check on this. So I got to digging around, and I found out, and it it came to me, the trust, although she can terminate the trust, and it says it's supposed to terminate, the trust is really not a living being, folks. A trust is a document, a legal document. And it's my understanding this trust really ain't dead. So I contacted the insurance company, and they said, yep, uh, we will pay out the proceeds. If she wants to terminate the trust, and she's the trustee, uh, and the grantor, that's him, is dead, she can either keep it going, and I said, well, I can't do that because the other beneficiaries on this thing in the trust want their money. And she said, well, she's out of luck. So this young lady and her other uh, siblings, these beneficiaries, are going to have about a $20,000 surrender charge because the trust technically is not dead. Yeah, the grantor's dead, but he gave up ownership rights to the trust. So the same thing, Aaron, you've inherited this annuity. Would you say it was in the $5 million range? Or so? No. Okay, no. I was going to say he wouldn't have showed up today, folks. But I would have a problem if that was a $5 million annuity. You would be listening to reruns for the next three or four weeks. But anyway, so what's going to happen is Aaron's going to receive this annuity. He's the beneficiary of it. And more than likely, any gain on that annuity is also taxed. Now, depending on the annuity, since this relative is his has passed away, it's probably going to have no surrender charges. So I'm, I'm just trying to share with you that the annuitant is a huge issue, and that's what you're going to be. But you also could be the annuitant, not the owner. This is where it starts getting complicated. And this is where when you see angry old people on TV who are telling you they hate annuities and get out of them, uh, remember, folks, they probably don't have a clue how these things really work. And in my view, uh, quite frankly, they're exposing themselves to huge liability by telling people to get out of contracts, have surrender charges, and then they're putting them at risk. I mean, I, I can't believe anybody would put themselves an advisor in that kind of exposure uh, to get somebody out of a guaranteed contract. But, hey, it's their business model. You know, more power to them. Now, let's keep going with this definition. This is really important. So now all of a sudden you say, okay, I got it. It's a contract insurance company. I got to buy it from an insurance company. I'm going to be the annuitant. I still like it. Uh, so I'm going to hand over $100,000. That's my investment. Now, that 100000 could come from a 401K, an IRA, uh, money languishing in the bank. It could come from another annuity. But it's interesting, and this is important to note this, this is not really an investment, it's really a premium. So when you think about it, all insurance contracts are funded with premiums. Uh, Aaron and Matt here, you both have car insurance, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yep, they got car insurance. Well, you don't send a $500 six-month investment to the insurance company. They calculate the amount of risk that would be based on your driving record, your age, the type of car, the more expensive the car, the more. And then they say, okay, Matt or Aaron, for your car, it's going to be $500 over six months. It's a premium. Now, the investment is, is in the protection, not only of your car, but the liability if you run out here and run over somebody, and it's your fault. And uh, that's why all of you, by the way, uh, really digressing here, but if you have uh, a family, kids driving, uh, a decent amount of assets, please call your property casualty agent and get a at least a million-dollar umbrella policy. It is so inexpensive compared to the risk. I mean, why wouldn't you want to transfer a million dollars of risk over to an insurance company for three or 400 bucks a year uh, in case you get sued? I mean, you could go out here and run over somebody, folks, and it could be – I mean, so so the bottom line is – the premium has to match the risk, all right? So with any 
insurance contract, including annuities, you're actually giving them a premium. We said, well, Tony, what, this isn't car insurance. I'm not, what am I getting then? What is really the insurance company putting at risk? They're risking the opportunity, especially if you live a long time, of having to pay you a guaranteed income for a lot longer than they suspect. You see, an insurance company writing annuities has these people in the back room called actuaries. I've met a few actuaries. They're very nice people. They're, quite frankly, the few I've met are a little boring. They would admit that. Uh, bean counters, that wouldn't be fair to them because these people are very intelligent. But all they do is sit around, they calculate data of when people are dying, and then they give that information to their insurance company, their employer. The insurance company then tries to calculate how much money they can make on your money, when they think people are going to die, how many people are going to die this year and in 20 years, etc. And in turn, they say, okay, we'll take that risk. If you're 60 years of age and you want to draw money, we'll pay you X. And we can calculate all this and show you if you want to look at these annuities. But basically, I call that your mailbox money. So let's review this real quick. So we have contracts. That's what an annuity is issued by an insurance company. The contract agrees to do certain things for you on a guaranteed basis. You being the annuitant of that contract, that's where the money's going to be sent when you're ready for what we call mailbox money. Once you, in exchange for a premium, give them their money. So what we're going to do, there's four types of annuities. There's fixed interest, fixed indexed, immediate, and finally, variable annuities. Those are the four types of annuities. So over the next four weeks, including today, and then one week following, we're going to talk about the split, uh, the worry-free retirement split IRA concept, but we're going to go into all these annuities. So when I come back, we're going to talk about the first annuity I ever sold and why, again, today I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I'll be right back. Annuities. Some people love them and some people hate them. Regardless of how you feel about annuities, one thing's for sure, annuities are the only financial product that can guarantee an income you can never outlive. I'm Tony Walker, and regardless of whether you're thinking about buying an annuity or you have a current annuity that you'd like me to review, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Since 9-11, we've written over 2,500 annuities, and we can help you by getting started now. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Again, folks, we're talking about annuities. Some people love them. Some people hate them. I happen to love these things. I mean, as a saver, you got to love them. What's not to love about guarantees and mailbox money for life? I don't get it. I, I guess I'm just missing something. But anyway, again, just to summarize, in case you're just joining us, we talked about the definition of annuities. They're issued by insurance companies. And we have to understand that these really, these products, the way advisors such as myself are paid for annuities, at least the three varieties I'm going to mention very briefly here, are a pay-to-one-time commission. Now, this really does not fit the Wall Street model. There's one reason I think Wall Street doesn't like what we call fixed annuities is because they can't charge recurring fees. They can charge recurring fees on the annuity I'm getting ready to talk about, which is a variable annuity. Oh, by the way, before I get into this, it was interesting. We were doing some research on this. Uh, a famous figure... Everybody says, well, who does annuities? How long have these things been around? Let me give you a, kind of a point in time to think about. A really famous baseball player before the Great Depression, 
Some consider the greatest baseball player ever. Give you a hint. His, his nickname was the Great Bambino. Who is she? Oh, you don't know who the Great Bambino is? Let's play a little clip from the movie Sandlot. The Sultan of Swat. The King of Crash. The Colossus of Clout. The Colossus of Clout. All right, the great Bambino, that's right, George Herman the Babe Ruth, and he went by a lot of other names, but listen to this. This is a fact. George Herman Babe Ruth, the great Bambino, when he was making pretty good money in the 20s, fortunately he had, remember we talked about having a manager that's in your corner? Remember we did the old Rod Steiger and Marlon Brando, how Rod Steiger as a manager had sold him out? Well, not this manager, whoever, I didn't catch the gentleman's name, but the manager for Babe Ruth was worried that the Babe was blowing through too much money. I mean, let's face it. You know, it's like a lot of ball players. They get into the pros and they make all this money. And before you know it, careers washed up and they haven't saved anything. So he encouraged the babe to start putting money away. Back then, he hooked him up with a insurance agent with Equitable Insurance Company, well-known insurance company. They go by AXA now. But anyway, let me see. Get my notes here. It says from 1923 to 1929, the slugger contributed more than half. This is pretty good, actually. I'm impressed. Half of his salary purchasing between thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars worth of annuities each year. That back in the twenties, folks, that is a lot of money. I mean, you're talking probably putting aside probably in today's dollars, two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand per year away in annuities. So as you can imagine, uh, Babe Ruth's manager is the hero because what happened? Obviously, the Great Depression happened in the thirties. And you know how much money Babe Ruth lost? Zero. That's the only time you want a zero batting average, fellas. Yeah, that was a good batting average to have. He did not lose a penny. Folks, during the Depression, a lot of people say, well, who are these insurance companies backing these darn annuities? And what happens if something happens to them? Now, I get it. There have been a few insurance companies go out of business over the years. But did you realize during the Great Depression, they all maintained their policyholders fine? Now, granted, maybe people would argue, well, I didn't make a lot of money, but you didn't lose any. It's just like that today, folks. Now, not so with one of our annuities we're going to talk about. So let me, real quickly, history and time here. We're running a little low on time. So let me go back in history. In the 1980s, in 1984, I got my insurance license. Started with my father-in-law. That's when I got in this business, 1984. So I've seen a lot. In 1986, I got securities license. Do you know why I wanted to get securities license to get hooked up with Wall Street? Because I thought these variable annuities that were out there were real hot then were the thing that cats me out. Now, back then... The whole purpose of a variable annuity was because taxes were higher back then. People used to say, well, if you invest in the stock market, you got all these darn taxes to deal with. Short-term capital gains, long-term capital gains, dividends, blah, blah, blah. So what the insurance industry did is they said, okay, we'll come up with what we call a variable annuity. And that way, all of your taxes will be deferred. And you can still take risk. And if the market goes up and down, so what, right? It'll be a retirement tool. And I bought into that. Now you got to remember, I was young. I didn't understand. So as I fast forward, fast forward to 9-11, okay, those planes went crashing into buildings. All the securities accounts I had for my clients, all the variable annuities went down about as fast as those buildings went down. That's when I discovered more of the fixed varieties, fixed interest, mainly uh, fixed indexed annuities, which had just come out kind of in the late 90s. So in 2001, I got totally out of the variable annuity and moved into the fixed. Again, we'll talk about fixed indexed annuities, fixed interest annuities, and immediate annuities, the third, the three other types of annuities in the future shows coming up. 
So let's just talk about a variable annuity. So what's going on with that, Tony? Well, first of all, and this is where people say, boy, the fees on annuities are so high. They are correct there. Even the guy on TV that always seems angry about annuities, he is correct. In fact, I created something called an annuity fee sheet. I was asked to talk at a big conference about this years ago, and they said, Tony, uh, do you mind sharing this annuity fee sheet? Because a lot of agents, when uh, annuities first started getting really hot several years ago, incidentally, folks, variable annuities, the statistics are in, they're kind of on the decline. Uh, that's because I think people are realizing, man, all these fees are ridiculous. Why don't I just buy a fixed annuity or a fixed indexed annuity? I eliminate the risk, and I certainly minimize the fees, or maybe don't even have any fees. So again, especially savers. Savers don't like fees, and they don't like risk. And as you can imagine, with variable annuities, you get both. Now, granted, yeah, I could go through the roof if the market goes up, but again, that's with the fees. Now, let's, so, so here's the fees. Let me just read them off to you. If you buy a variable annuity, there are administrative fees. All right? Here's a biggie. There is something called the mortality and expense fee. Now, that alone can be about 1.25%, just that fee alone. Uh, generally, you have to pay some sort of annual fee. It's usually not much, 30 or 40 bucks, but still savers don't like that. Now, here's the catch. This is what a lot of people don't realize. Underneath that variable annuity are mutual funds. Those mutual fund managers have to get paid. They're not working for free. So you have to go in and see what the fees are there, and they usually run about 1.5%. And then finally... If you've attached a guaranteed income rider or some sort of withdrawal benefit rider, that's when some of you have said, well, wait a minute, i got a variable annuity, but it's guaranteed at 6%. Well, not the annuity itself. That's the mailbox money account. The annuity is still subject to risk. But nevertheless, the fee on that is probably at least 1% to 1.5%. So if you add up all these fees, uh, the average fee that I see on a variable annuity will range anywhere from 3.5% to 4.5%, listen, per year. Now, let's think about that. You put $200,000 of your 401k in a variable annuity, they're going to take seven dollars to $9,000 a year out just in fees. That means you have to make that much to get back to break, break even. That doesn't sound like a good deal. So, again, a variable annuity, does it have its place in some situations? Rarely for savers, rarely. Uh, by the way, uh, what I would suggest doing, if you're sitting here listening to this and you've got a variable annuity, you're almost sure it is, and you're saying, yeah, that thing went down in value and I got it three or four years ago or eight years ago, and uh, I don't even really know how to use this thing properly, I would encourage you to let us take a look at it. We can do a fee analysis on it. We'll tell you exactly what the fees are and then let you decide if it's something you want to keep in place or not. I will tell you this. If it's got an income rider on it, there may be a chance you may be stuck in that annuity. So I would, I would take advantage of getting in touch with us. Tell you what, let me take a real quick break. I've got something to share with you that's really exciting news. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. Tired of the roller coaster ride of the stock market? Let Tony Walker show you how to smooth out the ride with your money. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Uh, kind of summarizing today's show and keep in mind for the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about the other types of annuities and how annuities for savers can be the ticket, 
to a worry-free retirement. But summarizing where we've been now, so annuities, again, if you've got a 401k, IRA, TSP, more than likely you don't have the types of annuities that savers are looking for. The growth of annuities, fixed index, fixed interest, these types of annuities that provide the protection we're looking for for savers are going through the roof. Well, why is that? Because now that these products have been out a while, people realize that they have an opportunity to protect their money, but also create mailbox money for life without any risk. Uh, the good news is we have now revamped our website right on the home page. If you go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, you're going to want to scroll down and you're going to see both booklets that I've written regarding annuities. Really, really good downloads. They're absolutely free. The first one is the Annuity Decision Guide for Savers. This would be a great booklet to pick up. It goes over the four types of annuities and the 10 greatest misconceptions about annuities. Again, download that book. And then as a kind of a sequel to that, Mailbox Money for Life, which talks about the intricacies of how does the annuity turn into this guaranteed lifetime income like my granddad enjoyed, which he called Mailbox Money, and how you too can do the same thing. Uh, if you want to meet with me in person just to review your situation, review your annuities, review your 401k, it doesn't matter. I'm happy to meet with you in person at no cost. I can meet with you at either our Bowling Green, Kentucky office or Louisville. It's easy to do. Just log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and click on that Let's Get Started button. Well, next week we'll be talking about the second type of annuity. This is an annuity that is actually paying a very good interest rate. So if you're wanting to just lock in your gains and get a nice interest rate and not worry about your money, you'll want to tune in to the Worry Free Retirement next week. But between now and then, you remember, if all else fails, you be worry free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you Funny, funny, funny what money can do